Welcome to the Manager Matt podcast show. The show is designed to give you solutions to your day-to-day management and leadership problems. It's hosted by Matthew Haddock, a frontline manager and leader with over 25 years of experience. If you're ready, then let's get on with the show. Welcome to the Manager Matt podcast show. This week, I want to look at how to be present at work. What's the best approach to remove distractions? And the reason why being present at work is a struggle that gets in the way of you and your team's delivering results. So let's get on with the show. Right, let's clarify. Being present, it don't mean turn up on time to meetings, nor does it mean sitting at your desk until 5.30 every night. I mean being present in the moment and engaged with the work that you're actually there to do or the tasks that you're meant to be performing. Now, there's a number of times I've spoken in the past about being present in business. There's so many distractions that make it more and more difficult to be present and to really engage in the work you've got to get done. Now, these might be your emails that are always pinging in. There could be the phone calls, the text messages or the instant messages. Not to mention, away from work, the social media. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat and everything else that comes along with it these days. TikTok-y things. Not sure, show me age there. Which makes it more and more difficult to actually stay focused on the tasks that you're there to do. Now with COVID, we've had the challenge of not being in the same office as as peers or as manager, and therefore it's become even more difficult for us to be able to truly communicate with people in and outside of work. But one thing that we don't do well is being present. Because of the distractions in our busy life, it becomes a lot easier to find ways of not being focused than actually being focused. Now the temptation is to easily drift into activities that don't add any value and are not delivering results. Now, don't get me wrong, everything in moderation. There's nothing wrong with doing a little bit of social media if you want, if that floats your boat. But it's the right time and the right place for everything in, in business and in life. So when it comes to how we can work differently and change the way that we uh, act, what's the first thing we should do? Well, in my mind, with every problem or perceived problem, you need to know, do we actually have a problem? And the best way to do that is to do an audit on yourself. Look at your phone, your tablet, your computer, and see exactly where you're spending your time. And most devices, thankfully, have a way of doing this. You may get a report every week, or you can flick into it, and it shows you how long you've spent on each of those apps throughout the day. And after an honest assessment, and you've got to be honest with yourself here, you are going to be professional, so you need to be honest, and you need to say, do I need to change? If you're doing social media at nine o'clock in the morning when you should be working, then it's a time where you need to step back and go, am I really doing the right things to progress my career and really add value? And if it's not the job that you should be in, and you're doing more social media than actual working, then maybe it's a time to look for a different job. At this point, I'm not going to say it's easy to turn things off. Because we all know it's not. Our minds are wired to try to get that hit of dopamine that comes through when you find something, you get a like on your social media, or you see something that you've enjoyed uh, watching, or an instant message comes in, or an email pops in, um, and all of a sudden your work concentration goes. 
Um, you see the little blink in the corner telling you there's an email and all of a sudden you just jump onto that one instead of actually staying focused on the presentation or the work that you're actually doing. And your brain loses track. It sort of goes off the rails of thought and before you know it, you've drifted away and then it's so easy to pick up the phone and just check your instant message, look at your Facebook page. So, what can we do to try and stop these distractions? Well, I think it's about habits with people. We have a set habit and a certain time of day of doing those habits. We all know that that's what happens. We get up in the morning, we put the kettle on, we make ourselves a drink, tea or coffee. We might do a certain ritual around walking the dogs or watching someone on the TV, usually the same channel, before going to work. If you're really keen, you may go to the gym at a certain time every morning before you're going to to do your job. Or you might do certain things around the house, empty the dishwasher, make the sandwiches. And these become these routines that you do over and over again. And sometimes you don't even feel like you, uh, you don't even feel that you're thinking about them. You do them on autopilot. You even forget if you've done them. So what's the best way, really, to try to hold these good habits up with the not so good habits? Well, in my mind, it's all around looking at how we can move away from the bad things and maybe put them onto the other ones. So it's a breaking of the habit. Now, sometimes that can be by using a distraction, by doing something different. So this sort of distraction theory is the idea is you can do something that kind of completely throws you off and all of a sudden you forget about doing it. They always say with smoking, when you're breaking a habit, smoking habit is going out at a certain time to a certain place, maybe meeting some people if you're at work, having the cigarette in your hand. You almost do it autopilot. Um, So one thing that you can do with that is to try to do something to break those habits. There's also substitution. So it's making a change to the routine so the brain then forms a new habit. Uh, In my case, when I want to read more books um, when I go to bed, I've decided that what I'm going to do is not check the phone. So, you know, normally when I say I want to go to bed, I'm going to read some books. I get into the bed, I check check my phone and before I know it, no surprise, I've gone down and lost an hour on YouTube doing something. So to break that, you need to sort of put the the Kindle or the book next to the bed so it's easy to pick up or put your charger so that it's in the, maybe in the same room if you need your phone but get your charger in another area so you have to go and move away from having it next to you. Another form um, is to make it harder um, to do the things that's distracting you and stopping you being present. So one thing that you, many people can do is um, is to sort of make sure that uh, they move things around on the home screen. Because we're a creature of habit, we know exactly which button to press in which normal place. So if you've got a front page on an iPhone or, or, a, or a Galaxy, you'll know exactly which folder Facebook or Twitter is in. So you, your thumb almost naturally finds it. So one way of doing that is to make it harder. So you can move the app somewhere else into a third or fourth screen. Deactivate the app so that you have to reboot the app up every time you do it. So that makes it more difficult for the distraction to slip into it. But means you can still go there if you need to make sure that you've got time to visit those apps that you might want to visit without completely going away from it. But it starts to break those habits. Also things as simple as putting it in a different room. So putting your phone in front of you all the time. At the minute, I'm reading off my phone, I'm doing the notes for this. But if I didn't, and I put it somewhere else, then that breaks the habit. It, it makes me go somewhere different. Um, so what I would do normally is maybe leave the phone in the kitchen so you can hear it, but you're not on it all the time. 
I mean, the number of times that you see someone watching a TV programme, or you've done it yourself, you'll be watching a TV programme with your phone in your hand, you're not watching the TV programme, you're not really engaging with anyone, you've become completely uh, distracted and you've moved away from being present with the person in the room or present in the show. I mean, you see people at the gym, um, you know, they take the phones in for music maybe or for whatever reason, but before they know it, between the sets, they sat there flicking through the posts on the YouTube and not actually putting any effort into it. So they're not present in the gym, so they're not getting the results, they're getting distracted, the workouts are suffering, some are on the treadmill looking at them, not putting in the effort that you'd expect them to do if they've invested the time to actually make it to there. So it's very, very strange, the human brain, and I think it's worth having a look at how we can do that. And also, you know, it's also worth saying that the distractions that stop you being present can also drain the energy from your from your body you know through the negativeness sometimes of the social media that people consume the sites that they're watching the news that they're taking in means that the whole energy can drop and that's going to affect your delivering results um, you know i'm working on my laptop now i can see emails popping into the corner of my screen so one of the things i can easily do with that is to turn that function off so that i know that the certain times that i won't be answering emails because emails in a work sense stop you being present because they're breaking you off that habit now, I know it's maybe a step too far, maybe for some, but turn your Wi-Fi off when you don't need it on your devices. So instead of being completely connected all the time, you can turn it off, work on the things you're working on. Obviously, if you don't need Wi-Fi, you don't need your cloud all the time. Uh, and then you can have that habit of then, you know, turning the blinking messages off, getting on with really focusing on the work you've got to do. And of course, there's those urgent um, things that happen in life we all have urgent stuff that'll happen and take us away from from work so you know if you do need to have those things that could be urgent just make sure that people know that there's certain times that if you're going to email i'm not going to have a response if you want me urgently then you'll have to ring me i always laugh about people who think that they'll put urgent on an email and send it to you it's like an email's not urgent if you want someone urgently ring up you don't email someone saying there's a fire uh, still a fire i've sent this th- email three times and the fire's still raging you know th- there's a point where you might need to take a phone call that's an urgent one but if you tell everybody else look at this time i'm going to be working i'm going to be present in the moment i'm going to really focus on here i'm not going to be answering anything on an email or text if you really need me <clears throat> you can have to ring me then that makes people aware of how you're going to work and having face-to-face meetings is one of the next things that we can really do to make sure we're present you know, when you are in the same room, sat with someone and going through an agenda, it's, it's very, very hard to sort of drift away. Uh, now, saying that, I have been in meetings where people have had laptops on and what happens then, of course, they do an email. They're not listening to the presenter or the person in the meeting. They do an email. They'll claim they're making notes. They'll claim they use electronic versions in the don't want paper. But let's be honest, they know that they're doing other things because it's blinking away. And you can even see them sending instant messages to some people whilst you're meant to be listening. It just blows my mind when that happens. So what you really got to do is you got to be professional. You have to trust that people around you and you as a leader will make sure that they do the things, the right things. And to do that, you're going to have to make sure that you give them an easy route to get things done. You know, with remote learning, um, sorry, remote working, it's become so easy for people to drift away. You know, the cameras have slowly been turned off of every call you're on. You can almost tell that that person on the other end is not really there. You know, they're not doing what they should be doing. 
And you've got to step back and say, as a professional, I'm going to act like a professional. You know, you're not going to blame Instagram for that. You've got, you've got your work to do. You need to get on with it. You need to take ownership of it and you need to be present at work. Um, have time to be distracted. Allow yourself time on a lunch break or after work to have those distractions of social media. Um, but being present at work, make sure that you're delivering you and for you and for the team the best you can. Um, you know, we know that these things are not going away. So we need to make sure that we can manage them. Make sure that we are present when we're doing stuff and make sure that the people around us learn from us. So as leaders and managers, we should be setting the example. So let's have a big recap of what we're going to do. Let's going to have an audit and see if we understand if there's a problem. And you need to look at substituting new activities and, to dis- and new distractions to stop you and break the habit. You can move apps around, turn them off when you don't need them, and turn off them notifications or even Wi-Fi only leaving yourself with urgent phone calls. Go old school. Face-to-face meetings, why not? And let's be professional. Let's don't blame the distractions for stopping you. It's you who have been the ones who have been distracted. So act like a manager and be one. And give yourself time to have those distractions away from work, because everything works in moderation. Well, thanks for listening. Now it's over to you. You have the background of why it works, You have the context of how it delivers results to you. You have a step-by-step guide. Now it's up to you to take action and start seeing the benefits. So what are you waiting for? Do it. Nothing comes from nothing. So that's it for Manager Matt this week. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Thank you so much for listening to this Manager Matt podcast. We hope you found it interesting, helpful and actionable. One last thing, please leave a quick review on iTunes or with your podcast provider as it helps to spread the word of Manager Matt. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe to the podcast. And if you did like anything in particular, send an email to managermattpodcast at gmail.com or visit managermatt.co.uk for more content. Feedback is a gift, so let's keep giving. See you next week.